So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have? It's not color. It's culture. S explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in a space Spielberg right now. did Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural differences. I know, you know, we all know what. It is what a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. Huh? That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. Right. So it's the culture. What's going on, good people? Rich here. School in the building. Ray P on the mic. What's going on, y'all? Yeah. Back at it again with another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. Episode 27, I believe. It's exclusive. Yeah, I think so. Episode yeah. 27. School, man. Welcome back. We missed you last hey, week. Welcome right? back. Hey, what's that? School said, I went. He's school said, I, I watched y'all talk about drumline. Before. <laughs> uh, but shout out to everybody that checked out our drumline episode. Yes. Shout out to Brian for joining us. What up, yes, B? Hey, yeah, that was his third episode, I believe, or second. Either way, it's third, third, because he did no country house uh, party third, in that. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know Brian will be back at some point for something else we'll talk about. So, mm -hmm. um, most importantly, thank y'all for checking us out, for continuing to rock with us. Um, leaving your comments, sharing it. Um, a lot yeah. of people shared posts and all types of stuff. It was real cool to see. So it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely, absolutely. We appreciate all y'all. I really can't say it enough. I don't think the words are really. I, I say it every week, but I don't know if y'all really feel where we come from when yeah. we say like we thank y'all for this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, but with that being said, continue to subscribe, share it with your friends, anybody who yeah. likes movies, rate it, review it, leave comments, the whole nine. Like it really goes a long way. And we're interactive. We will definitely have any conversation with you at any point. Like I said, you can reach out to us on our own individual social media handles um, at the Culture Garden Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we're working on getting a Twitter set up, TikTok, all that, because we know that's how the kids rock these days. So um, bear with us, um, us 30-year-olds, as we uh, get into things. But as everybody knows or should know, we had a Black Panther ticket giveaway. Mm -hmm. um, yes. so we actually did have people. Shout out to everybody for submitting their names and entries and leaving us reviews. Appreciate um, you. This won't be the last giveaway we do. Um, but Richard won the giveaway. What's Richard. Up? Yeah, Rich gets it in on Instagram. Rich gets it in. Um, so, yeah, two tickets to Black Panther. I will uh, reach out to you and we'll get everything set up. So, obviously, we won't dictate what day you go, but... We'll make sure you have some tickets for it and have hopefully you have a good time. Um, and that leads into today's episode, which is you can see the title Black Panther. Oh, gee, it only made sense since the yeah. sequel's coming out this week that we talk about the original and what a time it was for the culture in Man. 2018. Absolutely, it came out. Um, what a uh, what a Black History Month, yeah, absolutely. 28, <laughs> like that was we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit of death, but um. In depth, I didn't mean to say death in depth, but um, yeah, what a time! Yeah. So it was released February 16th, 2018, the mm -hmm. 18th film in the um, MCU, which stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, directed by Ryan Coogler, and it was written by Ryan Coogler, Joe Robert Cole, and Stan Lee. He gets a writing credit because he's a co creator of Black Panther, yeah, the character. Mm -hmm. um, I think this might have been the last film that Stan Lee was a part of before he passed or had a cameo. If anybody who's familiar with the MCU, he has a cameo in every single Everything. Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe this might have been the last one. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty Endgame? sure. Endgame? I thought was it was Captain Marvel. 
Was he in? Was he in those? It might be. Yeah, yeah you guys might be right. Yeah. yeah, I know he was in all of them, but I haven't seen it. But I feel like <laughs> I can't remember. You might be. Um, had a budget of two hundred million, and uh, let's just say it recouped its money. Yeah, um, it made just over one point three billion billion with sure a B. Um, the highest grossing non-Avenger movie in the MCU. So any standalone, mm -hmm. more than Iron Man and all the other ones. Yeah. And it's the ninth highest grossing film of all time. All time. Any genre, like just ninth of all time. Wow. Fourth it, at the time of release. Like you just said, the 200 mil, it cost about 200 mil to make it. Made that that weekend. Mm -hmm. That's insane. And I think it only took 24 days to get to a bill. There was a number with 24 days. And I don't know if it reached a billion that time or something crazy, but it was insane. And I just love us for that, for mm -hmm. going out and supporting that this black film. Dollar. That black dollar, man, Sheesh. goes a long way. I saw Black Panther like three times in the theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we so all so good. It was, it was, and, and a the support of it, and b it was just a fun, good movie. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get into like the MCU part of it, but you didn't have to be a comic fan or anything like that, or even seen an MCU movie to really follow Appreciate what was this. going on. And, yeah. and really, yeah, it was very Me. black. <laughs> I figured that was. <laughs> this film is currently streaming on Disney Plus as a. All the Marvel movies are, um, as far as the MCU goes, and as far as awards, a ton of different organizations it was mm -hmm. nominated for it. In total, it had 281 nominations, mm -hmm. um, 116 wins. Yes, um, just to highlight a few of the big ones, it won three Oscars. I think that should be said, um, for best original score, Ludwig Goranson, if I pronounce his name right, him or his or her, um, best achievement in costume design, Ruth E. Carter, she was the first black person to win. And best achievement in production of design, Hannah Beachler and Jay Hart. And Hannah is the first black person to win that award. Um, it was nominated for Best Picture, the only superhero movie in history to be nominated for Best Picture. That's crazy. Um, in 2018. Um, I guess it would have been the 2019. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. um, SAG Awards, Screen Actor Guild, big time. It won for Best Outstanding Performance by a cast in the motion picture. So the whole cast and the stunt team, they both won that award. Mm -hmm. um, African American Film Critics Association. It won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Song, which was all of the stars: uh, Kendrick, SZA, and the Black Reel Awards. Um, it won Most Outstanding Motion Picture, Outstanding Actor for Chadwick, Outstanding Director for Ryan Coogler, Outstanding Supporter Act Supporting Actor. Um, I think that was for Letitia, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was for Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Um, outstanding Ensemble. Outstanding original song, outstanding breakthrough performance for Winston Duke and Letitia Wright. They both won the male and female category. Mm -hmm. Rachel, we know how you feel about, or I do at least, how you feel about Winston Duke. Come on, big dog. <laughs> Stomping with the big dogs. What happens, this is what happens when your co-host is your people. So you know, <laughs> I know how Rachel feels about Winston Duke. We done had conversations about a ton of I things. Um, an outstanding costume design and production design for the Black Real Awards. But like I said, many organizations, many awards um, blessed this film and, and it got everything that it deserved um, in that regards. Like, I can't stress enough, like, it was nominated for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't think of a Marvel movie or a Black Panther and say, this is going to be nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. and it, like, it's just incredible. Um, let's talk about the cast a little bit and then we'll kind of get into our own conversation about this whole thing. So obviously you have Chadwick Boseman, the late great Chadwick Boseman um, as King T'Challa. Michael B. Jordan is Eric Killmonger. 
before I even go on, can I can we just talk about how star studded and incredible this cast is? Crazy. Like as mm-hmm. I was writing the names down, and obviously you know it from watching it, but yeah. when you write them, it's just more of a like what? Yes. Like Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, um, Denai Garia as Okoye, mm-hmm. um, Martin Freeman as Everett Ross, Daniel Kaluuya as Wakabi, Letitia Wright as Shuri, Winston Duke as Mbaku, yes. Sterling K. Brown as Njobu. Sterling K. Brown, like, for the 10 minutes that he has, man. Like, he's just... Every if, minute. If that's your... I, re, I relate this to, like, sports and basketball mm-hmm. team. If this is an NBA team and that's your tenth man, yeah, then you're not losing. No, like no, the no. fact that you get somebody that good in a role He's like, of course, yes. Like, Sterling K. Brown is a beast. Yes, um, Angela Bassett has and another person that, like I said, low down a call list, yes. but she needs no introduction. Forrest Whitaker, Azuri, um, Andy Circus, who played Ulysses Claw, and Florence Kasumba as Ayo. Um, many more people were in here, but. Star study cast from top to bottom. Um, mm-hmm. Chadwick, I think, was he first was introduced into the MCU in 2016 in Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War. Yep. That was mm-hmm. Black's first appearance. I mean, okay. obviously, we had this movie, and then we had um, the two Avengers and Infinity Game and Infinity War and Endgame, where he appeared in. I don't think that you can get better than Chadwick. I mean, I just that, I mean, I think that was perfect casting. I can't think of anybody else who no. could have done that. Mm-mm-mm. Or probably could have, but would have resonated the same way. Nah. I'm so anxious for Black Panther 2. And I know that they are going to memorialize him and, you know, pay tribute. But the Black Panther universe itself is so big. And the comics themselves go in so many various ways as far as the Black Panther, mm-hmm. I just, and maybe we can get to this, I just don't know who can hold that mantle in Hollywood behind the late Chabot Bozeman. So, alright, let's get into this conversation now. Not necessarily who can do it, but how do you feel, and we'll start with you, Rachel, since we kicked off the conversation, how do you feel about T'Challa, the character, not being recast? Um, because that was a big discussion amongst people who, especially people who are fans of the comic, because yeah. Tyler, the character himself has a bigger story. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that whole thing of representation, like this character should still be around because there's more to the story to be told versus real life where Chadwick, I think we all felt a gut punch that morning when we woke up and found out Chadwick passed. Like that was, it was yeah. so unexpected. Um, and he had done so many things and played so many iconic people. Within our culture, you know, uh, James Brown, Jackie Robinson, um, Burger Marshall, just so many things. He meant a lot to us, and I I think it was one of those things where I think everybody realized it. I don't know, we all realized it, but you really knew once it was like once you heard he passed, like, dang, yeah, I didn't even know I rock with Chadwick that hard. Mm -hmm. That's a fact, but it hurt, yeah, absolutely, it definitely hurt, it definitely hurt, hurt. but yeah, how do you feel about that? Him not the, the character. I have mixed feelings uh, for for all of those reasons. One, like I said, who is going to be Black Panther? Who is going to be T'Challa after Chadwick Boseman? Again, somebody who has played almost every iconic Black person role historically. You know what I'm saying? Um, But 
like you said, there is so much more story to tell, but I just don't know who, who do you trust to do it? A new name? John David Washington? Like, <laughs> who can do it? I don't know. Actually, dang, Rachel, that's pretty interesting. That's a good one. Um, I think it would have to be somebody like that or a no, I don't want to say no name, all, all due respect, but somebody that we don't know as somebody else. It has to and be. And I some- would want them to be an American black actor. Absolutely. Or or African. <laughs> like one of the two. Since it's placed in Africa, but I, yeah. I agree. Um, school, what about you? How do you feel about that scenario? Um this, you know, as they know, as you guys all know, we don't have these conversations this is as organic as they can be. But I did have a conversation with you about this particular situation about a couple about, months ago. Yeah, yeah, about them for the um, for the real fans, the people that read the comic books. Like I felt they should have replaced uh, T'Challa and moved on with the story, but I get why they didn't. I mm-hmm. get why didn't. It's you can't. Somebody like Chadwick was so important. You can't. Mm-hmm. He can't pass, and we not address this. Like you yeah. just can't do that. Um, so I get why, but honestly, I would have liked them to recast it and continued on with the storyline. So that's I think just me. I think I'm a mix of both of your answers. I think at some point, I think you, I think it's beneficial to have that mm-hmm. story continue to be told, um, and we'll kind of be dug into a little bit deeper. Yeah, um, especially like I said for representation and what it means. But it was just way too soon. Like I couldn't watching Black Panther in preparation for this episode. Um, put a it put a battery in my back for the sequel. Like I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't amped about the sequel. Not because I don't think it's gonna be good, but because I, we have to go in there and memorialize Chadwick Boseman. Like he was still yeah. one on the call list yes. on set. Like his name was still there. He's still their king. Mm-hmm. Um, he has so much. Uh, there's so much reverence and so much respect for him. Yeah. Um, from the whole cast and just. Not just the cast in the movie, the whole Marvel universe and just everything. And it's just difficult. Everybody who's worked with him has that same reverence for him. Mm -hmm. So that just speaks to who he was um, outside of character, you know, just in general to his work ethic, to his demeanor, his character. Like, what a loss. Yeah, even the way he... Like he's he took he he the closest people to him knew about it. It wasn't yeah. even Ryan Coogler was shot. Yeah. Um. Uh. Kevin Feige was I I probably mispronounced his last name. I can't remember how you say it, but he, he the president of Marvel. Mm-hmm. He was they they were all caught off guard by that that news that he passed. Nobody yeah. really knew he was he was he already was diagnosed with colon cancer when he was filming this this movie. This he filmed the Five Bloods going through treatment. Mm-hmm. Sick as hell, and mm-hmm. still gave a real performance. Yeah, absolutely. So he brought it every single time. I mean, Chadwick, you were like tremendously missed. Yes. Um, and I, I, I appreciate them taking the time to let it breathe a little bit. Let's continue mm-hmm. this story because in the comics, no spoiler alert, no spoiler alert, whatever. In the comics, Shuri does become Black Panther. Right. Um, she does become Black Panther, and I'm assuming that's where they're going to take this one. And I'm comfortable with that because I don't. I, I think this movie is a little too soon to have somebody new play T'Challa mm-hmm. himself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
now I'm interested if they're going to make it to where T'Challa can come back. Like, are they going to have a funeral for T'Challa himself? Like, how are they going to handle that? I'm not sure. We'll find out this weekend. Um, but that's going to be very interesting to see. But I, I think it's too soon to do it now. But by the next time they do another Black Panther, especially if, you know, you don't have – that's one big important part. Ryan Coogler, this cast, like, they were all there. That they have some kind of special connection. Like it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that when I'm not a part of this no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question. And I and I'm curious because I don't know if this to be true. When they originally planned for the sequel, Ryan Cougar was not attached. Am I correct? I believe so. Yeah. Ryan Cougar was not attached. Mm-hmm. He came back and yes, when when Chadwick passed, he came back and signed on, which makes sense. You gotta you gotta honor this man. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think it would have been done correctly if Ryan didn't do it. Right. And I haven't even seen it yet, but I already know yeah. it's the, the the previews, everything has been in I've been in my fields just watching those. So yeah. I already know what this is about to be. We're going to the wake. It's basically how I feel. Yeah, we're like, going to the wake. We're gonna honor our king. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be a weeping willow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't like I knew it was going to be a rough time in that theater. Yes. Yeah. It would be like, especially with other people there. Like, mm-hmm. cause I know people are going to be in the theater crying next to me and it's going to make me cry. Like, yeah, it's going to be rough, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very well said. I, I we just miss you, Chadwick. That's, that's, that's pretty absolutely much miss you mm-hmm. and the impact that you had on a whole generation and what yes. you did for the culture cannot be said enough. And yes. we'll have more Chadwick movies and we'll have a Chadwick episode at some mm-hmm. point, but um, definitely want to give him his flowers. Want to give Ryan Coogler his flowers yes. because that Absolutely. is no. Ryan doesn't no. miss man. He's a genius, and for him to be our age, yeah. Um, he was the youngest director ever in a Marvel movie, like at 31 years old, I believe. Yeah. Crazy to have the reins over a 200 million dollar project and be so crazy. Serious kid from Oakland, from the yeah. Bay, mm-hmm. yeah area. Yeah, and to do that and still make it authentic. Make sure Wakanda and the African culture was represented right, even though mm-hmm. he was involved. Like you wouldn't even think that goes together. But Ryan did his thing, man. Shout yeah. Out. Not to segue too far, but that is why I am very interested to see what he does with Creed three now that he's back because he wasn't a part of Creed two, and you know it it wasn't as good as uh, was Creed it? one. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to see that um, his homecoming to that. Right. Well. And I, I believe, because I know Michael B. Jordan is directing. Is he writing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. And producing, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got you. Yeah. Um, and just talking about Ryan, it was Ryan's, just piggybacking off what you just said, school. Yeah. Ryan was the one that went to Marvel and said, hey, like, I know y'all do everything in house. Like, y'all got y'all own cinematographers, but. If y'all want me, like I like I need a couple of my people. Like mm-hmm. the whole intent was not because he's Ryan Coogler and he, he got to have his way. It was more so like this movie means something to me. Like I read these comics growing up, and I wanted to have a different feel from the rest of the movies that y'all have. Mm-hmm. And some of the people he brought in, obviously, he's a, a big collaborator with Michael B. Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. So Michael B. Jordan first got cast. It was like for an unknown role. He just said, "I know I want you in this movie," um, and. The two Oscars that we talked about, Ludwig for Best Original Score and Hannah for Best Production Design, that's mm-hmm. because he worked with them in the past. They weren't a part of anything. He asked them to come oh, wow. to the Oscars. Yeah. So yeah. everything, he he knows what's going on. He sees yeah. the vision. Some people just have a mm-hmm. gift to do. 
Um, and that was Ryan. And he just, I think you, the thing about, I said it earlier, Black Panther is it can be a standalone movie. Like Rachel, I'm sure you haven't gone through and watched every single Marvel movie. No, but I have considered doing so. Um, I just have to find the time when I'm not binging a random show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a question for y'all. Okay. Michael B. Jordan. Um, go ahead, Rachel. Was this his best performance? I was going to ask you that. <laughs> That's what I have written down. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's between this or Cree, and I'm probably going to give the edge to this. Mm. Fruitville Station? We're not. Nah, Fruitville Station was good. It's no. It's just one of those movies where you you can only watch it once. Too, too and too much. that's 2013. Michael B. Jordan. I've said this on this podcast before. Um, I think he's more of a movie star than he is an actor. Um, mm-hmm. and that's no shade to him. I because because the one thing I want I want to give him credit for, he gets better at each performance. In my opinion, like I've been. A Michael B. Jordan fan since like 2009, and I know he was in my favorite right. show of all time. But 2009, when he was in Friday Night Lights as Vince Howard, is when I really was like, oh, okay, then like, cool. And then he was in Chronicle, and he was in Red Tails in 2012, and then you just kind of sort of see him rise um, until he gets to that Creed area. And I just think that each performance has gotten a little bit like Just Mercy, even though Jamie Foxx sort of walls off of Just Mercy. Come um, on. I think Michael B. Jordan deserves some credit for getting better at his craft. Um, okay. And I didn't think that he, I didn't think that in his early career. I th- I just thought like, hey, he's a movie star. He can bring people to the box office. But as far as an actor, eh, can but I got to give him some credit. I, can I say something? And uh, I'm glad you brought this up because I felt like I was going to get dogs for even saying this. There are moments in this movie and with, with, uh, Michael's performance mm-hmm. that's a little over the top uh, that you're like, Ugh, you know what I mean? I, but you can tell, so you can tell Chadwick, you can tell he went to school, like he studied in the arts and you mm-hmm. know, all of that versus shout out to Denzel. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Denzel. If you um, know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't, Google's your friend. Yeah. Um, and you can tell somebody like Michael B. Jordan started off as a child like model and commercial actor and just kind of came mm-hmm. in self-taught. I don't want, I'm sure he's had classes and things, but he didn't go to school and study for that. And you can see the difference. And acting is hard. I, I, let me say that. Like acting is hard, it's difficult. It's one of those things where I think everybody looks at it and says, I could probably do that. Like act like a person, sure. But once you actually start, like it's difficult. Like it's difficult to do to get in the character. Um, so yeah, I I you can tell the difference between people like Chadwick and him, but mm-hmm. he did his thing. Like Michael, I'm saying all this to say Michael B. Jordan really did his thing. I think this was his best performance. Would you agree? Uh, yes. Okay. And let me say this: I think that he does better um, when he does not have to carry the drama of the film, the show, whatever. So you spoke to Just Mercy. Jamie Foxx is going to make you step your shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the nature of that movie itself. Jamie did the heavy lifting, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to his role. You know, he did. He really did well in Just Mercy as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Jamie. You know what I'm saying? Um, same thing with this. I'm not looking at Chadwick Boseman and the Angela Bassett and not going to do my best. Um right. 
and bring my A game. Like I'm sure he probably took some classes leading up to. And so to your point, school, I think there was a little bit of overacting, um, but I'm going to give that for trying to get that A++++ for effort yeah. mm -hmm. because of the other names in the film. Yes. We, if we go back to my sports analogy, 2010 Heat, like if, if, if Michael B. Jordan is your Dwayne Wade, you're in great shape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your second best, third best, you know, person on the call list or on screen, you're absolutely going to kill that movie because he's, yeah. he's good enough to do that. Yeah. Like you just said, Rachel, if he's your number one, yes, you can still have a good movie and enjoyable. Um, I don't think it elevates to a certain level, but I think he's still he's going to get there at some point, maybe. Yeah. You know, and we'll see what happens. You know, I, I think when he's not the lead, you just see um, that he has to work a little bit harder at it. Like it's easier to sort of nitpick what mm -hmm. he doesn't get right because he is essentially the face of whatever it is that we're watching. Yeah, because if Got you it. flip, if you flip Chadwick and Michael B. Jordan, this is a completely different movie. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean? 20, if Michael B. Jordan is King T'Challa and Chadwick is Killmonger. It's completely different. Mm -hmm. um, Chadwick's still gonna smoke that, but it's not gonna. Yeah. So to, to Michael's credit, smoking ninety nine percent of people that stand next to him. But exactly is he's gonna smoke it, and you're really gonna be Team Killmonger. Like you're gonna leave this film like I'm, I'm Team Killmonger. So let's say that. Let's say that here for a second. So let's get into let's get into classic or not. Uh, yes. Cool. Classic. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Absolutely. I don't think that can be questioned. This is a unanimous classic. Um, I said it earlier. I don't, I don't know if you can really put into words what this film did for the culture. Mm -hmm. This was our this was our Star Wars. This yes. was our Harry Potter. Yes. This was our Lord of the Rings. This yes. is yeah. where all that we showed up in. You know, Costumes, African. You know, um, garb and garments mm -hmm. and just showed out in the theaters. And yes. I, you know, one of my favorite parts about this film releasing the 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 award shows and the parties that the cast and black hollywood yeah. went to and they were just in these spaces that you could tell weren't used to having so many of us yeah. and they mm -hmm. were so black authentically not being extra just themselves yeah. and really enjoying each other mm -hmm. just having fun like you would yeah. out of the kickback or whatever like yes. it was just yes there are other people here but really we just here yeah we mm -hmm. here um, mm -hmm. and I love that. I love seeing those videos. I love seeing them just all the camaraderie and just hanging and just, uh, you know, Ray's favorite person, Lena Waithe, at, you know, just everybody just kind of coming together and supporting this film and supporting each other. Uh, it was just beautiful to it see. Remind me of Queen and Slim. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I beat your ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you were just interested in these characters. And, um, I love how, like I said, everybody showed up, um, uh, Ryan Coogler said the central themes of this film were responsibility and identity. And I think that really showed okay. on the film. Um, and that's something that we all can relate to. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of things, I think that's why it hit so hard for a lot of us is because we can still relate to a lot of these themes. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about Killmonger and, you know, his whole plight and what his, uh, you know, ideas were and ideologies and whether it was right or not. But um, Kugler brought in African consultants to work on defining Wakanda. You can tell, you can tell they put the effort into it. They didn't yeah. just say this movie's based out of some fictional country in Africa. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just do what we want to. Like, nah, let's make it as authentic as possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people know that the Black Panther was originally like in talks to be played by Wesley Snipes back in like 1992. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. back in 
too. Like he, Wesley Snipes got a hold of this film and was like kind of in control of it. Mm-hmm. And for the longest, tried to get this film made and it bounced around. And it like early 2000s, like 2001 ish, um, there was a possible lead and he was going to do the blade. I think the third blade, um, oh, which yeah. is also a Marvel movie. And they yeah. just thought it was a little bit too much overkill. Got um, it. Like Panther at this time, this is way before the MCU. It was not Marvel didn't have it. Columbia Pictures had the movie. So mm. that's Marvel bought it back in 2005 once they knew we we're gonna make this universe. But you have people like John Singleton, F. Gary Gray, um, that were attached to direct back in the day. And like I said, it just kind of stayed dormant, stayed dormant, and then Chad was cast without having an audition. Um, the only person that was close to there was no director yet. The person that was closest to directing this was Ava DuVernay. Hmm. Um, I think she, I remember that. Mm-hmm, but she didn't. They didn't agree on the vision of the film. She met with Marvel, and they just had two completely different visions of what Black Panther looks like. Yeah. Um, and that's when they, you know, Creed came out and it was a big box office success. And mm-hmm. hey, Ryan, what's up? Can we get back and talk? So they had had some talks before, and then yeah, um, yeah. they got back into it, and that's when he said, "Hey, I'll do it. I just need a couple of people with me, and we on." And the rest, as they say, the is history. Is history. Um, was Killmonger wrong? Yes. Killmonger was wrong. Yes. What the hell? There's a lot of Killmonger defenders. That say- I know. I wrote down Killmonger was a Hotep's fucking fantasy. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm. He was wrong as hell. Because mm. I remember when this film came out, there were a lot of people that were looking at him like, all right, he's not a villain. Um, he is somebody who sees an issue because you have the themes of here y'all are with all these resources. There's people around us all over the world that are struggling. Like, help us out. Like, please help us out. Like I said, that responsibility of, um, I think Ryan Coogler even had a quote pretty much saying like, what do you do when you have that much power? Like there are neighboring in in Wakanda, even though it's fictional, there's neighboring countries around you that are struggling. Like, are you going to help them out or are you just going to help yourself? Because if you're only helping yourself, then what's the point of having the power? Like, it's a big parallel and a big cycle. So um, I, I understood the frustration and where he was coming from. But yes, right, you yes. don't know about it that way. Like, exactly that. I mean, that's what Nakia was doing. She was a spy. She was infiltrating abusers camps and trying to liberate women and this that and the third like there are ways to go about liberation but trying to overthrow because honestly how much of Killmonger's vendetta and his motive or MO was about truly 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 liberating um, black and brown people across the globe and his personal vendetta against T'Challa and Wakanda. Right. Mm. I know a lot of that had to play into part of it. That's a good like, thing. come on, dog. You don't do that. You don't get a nigga back like that. What's your what's your thought? <laughs> what's your thoughts on that as far as um, his his, his uh, method? The method to his madness. The method to the madness is fucked up. It really is. Like, but I he was an abuser. Yeah, I get it though. Like it's very frustrating. So let me ask both of you this then. Do you sympathize with Absolutely. him? Absolutely. If you take a look at, so his mother died in prison. Uh huh. He found his dad, as he said, with with panther claws in his chest. Uh huh. That's sad. No, no notice, no warning. <laughs> like he grew up sad. with no parents, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of anger, which is yeah, horrible. A lot of stuff that we see. Mm-hmm. 
as such radicalized a- by the U.S. government. <laughs> like, that's oh, weird. Yeah. So when yeah, he's a case study at, a, at such a young age, is there any sympathy that you have for them? Like this? Yes. Yes. Um. But that's still not the way to go about it. That's still not the go the way to go about your frustration. And he has a valid argument. Like you get no qualms for me there. You have a valid beef with Wakanda shit, T'Challa by proxy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're justified in that. Um, are you justified in killing other people to get here? Are you justified in essentially quote unquote killing? T'Challa so you can overthrow the government and send these mass weapons of mass destruction across the world that these motherfuckers don't know how to work so <laughs> it's gonna be the blind leading the blind like are you crazy that is not how you do that and no. you go, go ahead. ahead oh and like even with setting the uh the purple herb the heart shaped purple herb on fire nigga even if you would have stayed king, you don't think you're going to have an heir? Why are you damaging everything that is pertinent to who we are as a people and critical to our success for your own ego? I think that was Media. the message. Yeah, that's probably yeah. I think that was the message. <laughs> yeah, you, turn right. it, you, you turn it into the people you hate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sit your ass down somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's, I think the biggest the, the most, I won't say frustrating, the saddest part, I think, is, like, he was low-key a genius. Like, mm-hmm. when you when they ran off, like, yes. he, like, he graduated at 19 and then went to MIT after, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not a lot of people get an MIT, like, just yeah. straight Period. up. Period. Right. right. Young age like that, so you, that shows you that motivation, that, that when you're upset, or when you have the, or any, when you have the right motivation, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All he wanted was to get to Wakanda and he was willing to do any and everything to get there. You see his body, all the people he killed, all that. And it makes me, I guess, a little bit sad that he, that type of, it's never molded correctly. And I think that's another Mm -hmm. thing. It's always molded in a way. You have these geniuses in these areas and um, they never reach their full potential as far as Mm -hmm. what they be versus what their environment told him to be. One of the most heartbreaking things in this film was when he went to the um, ancestral plane uh, when when Killmonger went and he goes to the old apartment and Sterling came mm-hmm. down. Um, Prince and Jobu was like, "No tears for me." He's like, "Everybody yeah. dies." Like, Everybody dies. Like, just kind of like that dies. whole. And then he, you know, his dad said it like, "Well, look what I've done." Like mm-hmm. he kind of mm-hmm. realized it. Like man, like I, I should have like taking you back before that. Like, your yeah. mindset is so clouded from your environment. Like, that should never... Mm-hmm. That's the kid version of him saying that. Like, yeah. everybody yeah. like, didn't have that mindset at that age. Um, so it's just nuts, man. It's just nuts how that works. But Killmonger is an interesting case study, as you said, Rachel, yeah. um, to break down. And I don't know if anybody's... Well, I know you haven't. Um, but what if there's an animated series on Disney Plus? What if? It's hmm. a Marvel. Pretty much just like, what if this happened? What if that happened? And there's an episode... Ooh. What if Tony? What if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? Um, if if anybody's seen the original Iron Man, what happened at the beginning of that movie? If Killmonger was the one to save him from that, how that would have looked? It's just interesting. Yeah. Into mm-hmm. that, it kind of builds into more of what we're talking about and what Killmonger's true intentions are and and things of that. 
Um, he was very manipulative. Like very, he knew how to get what he needed. And he was trained to do it too. Well, yeah. Shit, you see how he tricked old girl? Shit, mm -hmm. she thought they was Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he shot her. Okay, yeah, yeah you easily dispensable. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of what it is. But the motivation, he had to get what he wanted. He said it. I, I've been waiting my whole I've, all these kills just to kill you. Yeah, right. So man, it's a crazy thing. Um. Before we get into like best scenes and categories, is there anything anybody you want to highlight anybody or any specific uh actor or theme throughout the film that stands out? Um well, I, go ahead. Nope, you go ahead. Well, I really want to shout out um the the character uh Klaus. Claw, yeah. Claw, uh played by Andy Circus Circus. Who also plays um, Caesar in the Planet of the Apes reboots, um, but his character, bro, is just so freaking good in this movie. He's, I mean, the whole movie, every scene mm -hmm. he's in, he has one-liners. He's saying something, even when he he comes and brings in the the weapon, he brings it in his crotch. Like, why, yeah. why? Like, he just ignorant, bro. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that this movie does, and not too many movies do, does this. The transfer of the bad guy like how as soon as uh spoiler alert killmonger kills claw claw uh he takes on that role of being that that bad guy that one line right like he just mm -hmm. bro, that transfer of evil is just amazing absolutely yeah. um and he does like you say he was caesar in the planet of the apes he does a lot of he doesn't he's not on screen a lot mm -hmm. as far as his physical form he does a lot of like voiceovers Voice. and yeah um you know they redo the face. I can't think of the correct term for that. Um, but that was somebody that Ryan Cougar specifically said he was so impressed by how talented they were, yeah. his understanding of things, because you got to remember, he only has one arm. Obviously, in real life, he has two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the stunts and the way he falls and stuff, like to have the awareness of this is how this is going to look if I was a person with one arm. He said every day, just physically, he did something that was just so impressive that he couldn't like believe it. Um, mm -hmm. so shout out to him, um, and shout out to him being in the DC world as well, because he he? he plays Alfred in Batman. Oh yeah, he does, and <laughs> the new, the one yep. that just came out in March of this yeah, year. So that feel like it came out five years ago yes. for some reason, but it yeah. came out March. Um, yeah, he's in the DC world. His intro in the MCU was in Avengers: Age of Ultron mm -hmm. for all the fans out there. So if you want to see more of Claw, that's where he came from. He's just not some random character. He's been in another nah. movie. Same with Ross. Ross was in other MCU MCU movies as well. Um, and it was pretty interesting because um, they asked or he had a conversation, Andy Circus, not Andy Circus, but um, what's his name? Martin Freeman, who played Everett Ross. Yeah. He had that realization and that light bulb moment of like on set, like, damn, like this is what all my co-stars feel like on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. As far as like, I'm the white guy. Oh, so white. Like, mm -hmm. I'm so white person. Or like, mm -hmm. there's two of them, them, them to him and Claw. So just that awakening and that understanding of yeah. like being the minority and what actors have to go through, especially actors mm -hmm. of color, black actors, the whole nine. It was just like pretty cool. His son um, went up to uh, deny mm -hmm. at the um, who plays Akoya and mm -hmm. just gave her bigger. That was his favorite character. Her favorite, his son's favorite character was her. Okay. And oh, it was wow. just, okay. it's just like, he yeah. like that representation. And like, even though his son's not black, like yeah. just yeah. these characters mean something mm -hmm. like to people. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it was a big deal. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Rachel, what about you? Is there anybody else that you just want to highlight just randomly that you just really appreciated? 
Um, well, it's not really so much about an appreciation appreciation thing because I thought everybody did their thing, but this is just like a random little tidbit. Mm -hmm. But um, Denzel Whitaker is who plays young James or Zuri. Um, and he also played Forrest Whitaker's son in The Great Debaters. Mm -hmm. And he played Denzel Washington's son in something else. So I just thought that that was dope, just like a name. And then here you two are back together again. Mm -hmm. And he played, uh, he was a kid in Training Day, speaking of the, the Macy yeah. Green. Um, mm -hmm. And another little fun fact about that, he's the only actor in the whole MCU, like all the movies. He's the only person that they didn't... Um, Forrest Whitaker's character. They usually like do the face de aging thing. They use mm -hmm. that technology, and they say, "No, nah, we're gonna get a real actor for this." So yeah, that's that and he so. he plays it very well. And then um, I just want to shout out Chadwick again um, for trying to learn Kosa. That's the South African language that they were speaking. I'm sorry, South African listeners, if mm -hmm. they're interviewed, if I did not get my clicks right. Uh <laughs> I really was trying to practice. Cause, cause, sorry, I don't want to be offensive. Let me say. <laughs> it's, it's out of respect. It's not. Yeah. Out of yes, absolutely. Out of deferential respect. Yes. And then, um, as we're talking about actors, John, oh man, it's either Kanai, and I'm thinking that because of Carl Kanai. Um, <laughs> I can't eat Kanai if I'm mispronouncing that. He plays Tink King T'Chaka. Um, yes, he, he helped him. Yeah, he helped mm -hmm. him. He's the one mm -hmm. back. And I talked about Civil War. He's the one that recommended, like, hey, let's make this the native language of Wakandans. And there's other languages that are uh, used throughout the film, but that's mm -hmm. the main one. And his son, in real life, played the younger version of Tink, King T'Chaka. Mm. So when yeah. you see who looks a lot like Chadwick, yeah. mm -hmm. well, casting mm -hmm. perfect. I love a good casting director. Yes. Get the casting on point. That's probably one of the reasons why I love Friday Night Lights, the, the TV series. Their casting was like some of the best ever. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and also Nelson Mandela, that's his native language. I'm, I'm sure I think um, Kosa because hmm. um, it came from the Cape region of South Africa. Hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about best scenes. <laughs> School, let's start with you. Well, let's get it then. <laughs> scenes. Very interesting, man, because it's a it's a movie where it's... you can just put on from start to finish. I was about to Just say enjoy. the best thing about these movies is, or excuse me, about this movie is every scene is the best scene. This movie is full of scenes. Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah. There's no skips. So not really. I don't think there's too many skips. Yeah. Um, the first scene I put in is my favorite scene is just the first, the very first time hearing the Killmonger, the story of Sterling K. Brown telling the story of, um, excuse me, telling the story at the beginning, how it doesn't really make sense until you watch it again, and then it makes mm -hmm. sense. That is... You talking about the opening? Yes. The opening. Okay, okay. Yes, yes. It's... Uh, I think that's just amazing writing in itself. Like, that's just amazing. Um, but yeah, that's the first one I have. Uh, Rachel, what you got? Yep, uh, I'll do my first one, and I have when Killmonger steals the masks from the museum. That mm -hmm. whole first museum saying, like, oh, how you think your ancestor got this? You know what I'm saying? That was really, really, really good. The whole yep. everything, the whole setup. They're scheming to portray um, the EMT workers and killing everybody off. Really, really, really good. Action-packed. Good intro to the movie. 
Yep, getting the cameras out of whack and everything like that. And y'all know me by now. I love a good tell me who this character is in the first meeting. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to tell me exactly who he is, but let me get a good idea. And I found that out, everything. And it was a little bit more complex. The whole, like you said, you know, how, how you think your ancestors got these. And there's more to this guy. And he's smart. And it's the way they maneuver and operate. It was just a really fun scene, like you said. Um, I will go with uh, the ancestral plane scene with T'Challa. Both of them, actually. But really, yeah, with the man, that's obviously personal um, for mm-hmm. me, the whole conversation of him telling them I'm not ready. Like, you know, we've yeah. been raising you to be king the whole life. I'm not talking about that. I'm not ready to be without you. Like mm-hmm. that hit, like that hit for mm-hmm. me. So obviously, yeah. I lost, um, you know, my obviously when the movie came out, my pops was still here, but afterwards and not. So watching it again, it's really like, damn. Yeah. Um, but, and he says the same thing too. Like, you know, I forget the exact quote, but pretty much a man who hasn't prepared his child for life after him, has failed. It's not a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that I always said. I, I think the year after my pops passed, that was one of the things like I realized, like my pops like prepared me for this. Like yes. I got this. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's cool. So just seeing it on screen and just seeing how that like resonates is it's obviously very personal to me. But I just love that um uncertainty. I love the stand up. You're a king. Like mm-hmm. just this is who you are. Like don't it don't matter mm-hmm. who I am or what you thought you were. Like this is your role now. Like step into it. What you got next? I got Claw at the casino, man. The casino scene, just South Korea. The whole South Korea, I think, might be yeah. my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, very good. Just, just that whole, just the second Claw walks in, he takes over the scene, mm-hmm. like, like yes. all. Um, like I said, um, when he when he's rubbing all on the FBI agent and <laughs> talking about his mixtape, no, my mixtape coming out. You, you wanna- <laughs> That chase scene, um, chase scene was incredible. The chase, the chase scene is incredible when he talks about the music. Come on, man, put some music on, man. Yeah, like, that like, was dope, man. He he, he takes it over, man. Yeah. Every scene he in, without question. I made it rain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did say that. Yeah, I, just to kind of piggyback off that, because like I said, that might be my favorite scene in the film, just because yeah. it's nonstop action from yes. the time they get there to the time that. Killmonger breaks Claw out yes. um, of the interrogation room. Like everything mattered, everything mm-hmm. uh, uh, fit together, and and that technology just just showing you that what what kind of technology mm-hmm. everything. Crazy. You know, every time you like, damn, that technology is crazy. They do something else that's like, damn, that shit crazy. <laughs> Can we just talk about how much of a G Okoye is? Like, come G- on, she yes. is a G, super G, like straight up. Does she speak English <laughs> when she wants when she to? Wants when to. she wants to, mm-hmm. yo, I got a theory. Speaking of the technology, is Wakanda what Valyria would have looked like if the Valyrians from Game of Thrones didn't get erased because Lenor would not procreate? <laughs> is this what we missed? <laughs> Might be it. Hey, you know what? Queen Mother <laughs> Valorian. You know Valerian. what's funny? You know what's funny? What? Um, Daniel Kaluuya, who plays Wakabi in this film, uh-huh. said that Black Panther is the Game of Thrones of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I feel like I remember hearing that. That's what he said. So the fact yeah. that you saying that just reminded me of that quote. Like, yeah. damn, you might be on to something. Might be on to something. Tell me you just watched Game of Thrones without telling me you just. Watched <laughs> 
Come on. <laughs> Rhaenyra's Revenge sitting right here. Uh, <laughs> What's another scene you got, Rachel? Um, I'm going to go with uh, the first challenge with big ass Mbaku whooping T'Challa's ass. Um, <laughs> yo, I know that he ended up winning after the encouragement from Queen Mother, but could T'Challa fight for real low key? Or was he like just lucking up <laughs> on winning these fights? Black Panther? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Because without the strength of the Black Panther, Amen. all Umbaku needed was to get on top one more time. And it might have been over for him. And huh? it might have been over. Yeah. So that whole fight scene, we have watched from the mountains. Yes. Um, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, I loved all of that shit. Like, oh, I love a boisterous ass big nigga. And so, hey, all of that. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm getting hot. Um, all... <laughs> I'm about to start sweating over here thinking oh, about these so... niggas. Um, all of that. Loved all of that. Because they was really scared because he really was kicking ass. Um, and it could have been another way. And you talk about making an entrance mm-hmm. like every time, whether it was a battle like the film, whether it's this, like it's people he with him and it's people ride with him. Like, yeah, we're gonna make an entrance. Y'all gonna know we here and I'm challenging. Like, what's up? Period. What's up? Yeah. Um, fun fact about that scene also, um, mm-hmm. Donald Glover. It was Donald Glover's idea to add in the Shuri fake challenging, like when she raised her hand, like. Um, if y'all remember when are can there any challengers and can we hurry this mm. up before set is tight and I want to go. Yeah. Well she did that for random. Donald Glover was contributed that to the set. I just thought that was really random. Um Man, I thought that was stupid, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um is it on me? Yeah, it's on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um T'Challa and Zuri. Um not Shuri, Zuri, Forrest Whitaker's mm-hmm. Um the truth of what happened. With mm-hmm. Uncle James and the mm-hmm. whole, I just thought that was a real powerful scene. I just thought that it was one of the most important scenes because it shifted T'Challa and what he thought he was supposed to do versus what's really going on. Like he mm-hmm. couldn't believe that his father, someone who loves and revered and um, looked up to his entire life, could do something like that, especially to his own family. And then you have the flip side of it where. The, one of the big themes is it's Wakanda over everything, like mm-hmm. over any individual thing. Like mm-hmm. I chose Wakanda mm-hmm. over my brother. Um, you look at Okoye, like uh, when Wakabi said, my love, will you kill me? Like for Wakanda? Absolutely. Yes. Like, Absolutely. So you see the both flip side of it, but it's just that realization. And we all go through it, no matter what it, it's about. We all hit a point in life where we just like, this shit ain't what I thought it was. Like, yep, yep. And now, now how am I going to move forward? The, exactly. The most important important part of that scene that whole scene is when he told that man i am the king now i am your king yeah like he was still trying to hold secrets for a former king mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's a prime thing like like she said um i'm sorry um what's the young lady uh shit. the main uh okoye okoye yes okoye when she had to tell uh nakia like I am for Wakanda. If he's our, if he's our king, mm-hmm. this is who I am with now. Like, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Well, to that throne, throne, no matter exactly. who sits on it. Yep. Exactly. Like that was a good example of him trying to be loyal to a king that's no longer the king. Like I'm the king. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What you got, school? Anything else? Um, after so this is kind of out of order, but it's one of my favorite scenes is when 
when Killmonger comes and confronts them, like he brings in Claw and lets them know, like I did something that your your boy couldn't do. Mm-hmm. That was his first way in for uh, what's your boy Wakabi. name? Wakabi. Wakabi, whack ass. He, Wakabi, bro, a sucker, sucker, sucker bro. Because you got to figure this has really literally been a week. It's only been a week for real since mm-hmm. all this shit has happened. So for him to want all this shit so quick, it's like, yo, mm-hmm. hey, slow down. But if you him, you get tired of hearing he got away again. Yeah. <laughs> he got away again, my brother. <laughs> yeah, he slipped through our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mokabi is a sucker, but um, yeah, I get it. I do that. That is one of my favorite scenes of why I had that written down. Just the whole him entering, challenging, mm-hmm. um, the whole nine. I just love that. And he did it on every level. He challenged. He walked in. He talked to whoever he needed to talk to in here. Then we are gonna do this challenge. I'm gonna challenge you out here in front of everybody. Like he did what he was supposed to yeah, do. I don't need no. I don't need the whole country. I just nah, need him. I just need him. Mm-hmm. All the way up until the ancestral plane when he walks into the apartment, like I said earlier, that whole scene. I, I hey, agree with auntie. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I have all of those written down and then not to rewind, but uh, King Ch- Tachaka says he is the truth that I chose to ignore. Mm. Um, or he is the truth that I chose to omit. And <laughs> that's a bar because omission is a motherfucker. And I always say this. Mm-hmm. Omission is the ultimate betrayal. That's actually from a little black book, but got you. I've adopted it. <laughs> but um, that's fucking real. And look what you omitted. Look at this big mess that we've created or you've created. Um, again, I wrote down the okay, Okoye and Nakia arguing. Um, is this what you're loyal to? Uh and then uh when Umbaku and them start barking over Agent Ross once yeah. they get to um the north <laughs> she, said, she said the north once <laughs> <laughs> they got to winterfell once they got to winterfell <laughs> with jabari and them hey, um take that privilege and get the hell out Ain't exactly no you cannot speak here i love that because come I on do. and assert your dominance like i, I appreciate that, that. Mm-hmm. did you know that was improvised should have been. Oh no! Improvise that. That was not in the script. When he's he's the one that started barking, like, and then they that's that was improvised completely. Oh, talk about killer instinct! Wow. Yep, and it just made sense. Like, yeah. bro, we ain't have, like who's colonizer in here yeah. speaking. Mm-hmm. I, I love that throughout the whole movie. They kept making taking shots at him. Any chance they could. Another like, broken light yeah. for us to yes. fix. Shut the move. Don't touch anything, colonizer. Like colonizer. Love- like, mm-hmm. yeah, and then another okay. broken white boy that was just a shout out to Bucky, um, who mm-hmm. um, Civil War, who obviously ended up in Wakanda and mm-hmm. in credit scenes and the whole nine, but yeah. yeah, um, I think that's all I really had. And of course, I say the last 30 minutes of the film, just the final, yeah, battle. I had the whole final battle, yeah, everything mm-hmm. the way it wrapped up. Um, I just thought it was, I, I, thought it was see, I am not dead yet with your boy telling that challenge shit is over, yeah, the challenge is over. <laughs> <laughs> he bit that. You could tell, like, I can I say this? I love the um. You can tell that he's not from the culture, even though he's Wakanda. He's not from that culture, like, mm-hmm, and that thing mm-hmm. that that happens to all of us. It. it makes me think of when people go out of country, especially Americans go out of country and just expect everything. To Typical, you know, speak. Yeah. You don't speak English, like motherfucker. You in my country? Like, yeah. what you talking about? You don't speak. You don't right. speak yeah, that's a fact. Because if if uh, if, uh, if T'Challa was from America, he would have known that he would have had to approach that differently. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just go in and change everything. Mm-hmm. Like so, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, that's quotes. 
I think the I know we always do the uh, most recognizable quote. Well, kind of forever, I think is yeah, that's gonna mm-hmm. be. Uh, but Rachel, what do you have for your best quotes? Um, again, what kind of forever? Obviously, hey auntie, obviously. Hey, auntie. Uh, <laughs> where is your god now? Um, I wrote that down. And then no powers, no claws, no special suit on, <laughs> just a boy not fit to lead. They was on T'Challa ass. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, and then why do you have your toes out in my lab? Just because I'm in and out of labs all the time. And you really cannot have your toes out. Like it's a health and safety hazard. Really- is this <laughs> is this your king? Mm-hmm. Um, and I already said he is the truth that I chose to omit because that was a bar. Great. All great quotes. Yes. School <laughs> that. Um, the only one that I have that is not on there, the first one is, uh, well, two, I have, uh, if you say one more word, I'll feed you to my children. <laughs> I'm mm, Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is, uh, did he freeze? <laughs> like an antelope in <laughs> headlights. Like, that was <laughs> so good, bro. Like, mm-hmm. perfect. That's one of my wife's favorite scenes, bro. Because, like, even though you T'Challa, like, you think you that guy, like, when you see the woman you love. Yeah, it's all over. <laughs> it's all over. Mm-hmm. Like, and you got to tell her something, like, you see how she was on his ass, and then he, I got that. I need you to come home. You get mm-hmm. to telling him, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, another Mbaku scene or quote: um, "I owe you the great dad, the life for a life. Consider it paid." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all the reason I got this quote in here is because uh, I'll explain it here in a second. But at the very beginning, in the scene where uh, they go and get Nakia from her spy mission, and mm-hmm. you know, Koya is freeing everybody. Speak nothing of this day. It just reminded me of Kevin Gates when he told that dumb ass story <laughs> oh, about yeah. us starting that lady's car with his hands. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You know what we talking about, Rachel. Nothing of this. Yeah, I, I'm but, scared of Kevin Gates. <laughs> so when they say it, every time I think about that, I speak nothing of this day. Um, oh, man. I am weak. King T'Chaka, um, talking to T'Challa. You're a good man with a good heart, and it's hard for a good man to be king. Mm-hmm. That's real. A lot of people in power are just evil. Um, yep. People always say you don't become rich and powerful without being evil in this world. Um, hey, Auntie, we talked about that. Yeah. Now, I do have a question for y'all because neither one of you said this. The bury me in the ocean, fake deep. Okay. I- fake deep. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm- <laughs> Ooh, I love y'all to death, bro. Y'all mm-hmm. are my people. <laughs> this is this exact moment when I watched it for the third time is when I said, hold on, man. Michael might have been overacting a little bit. Michael. And I think it wasn't a good I don't think it was a good placement of the bar either, because he had just let him see the sunset of Wakanda. And now you want to be tough. Like it was just I, I don't even know if I took it as tough. I just think that. um I, I, all right, so let me get, do a little background on this. Ryan Coogler wrote this mm-hmm. and said immediately, like, they Marvel is going to take this line out of the film. Okay, like so that he was expected. He didn't even expect it to make the final cut. Like, this is just one of those. He wrote it, and as soon as he wrote it, he said, "There, this is going to make the movie." Um, Kevin Feige, who is the president, said that's the best quote or best something the best writing he's ever seen, and said, "No matter how many revisions we do." White dude, Rachel. No matter how many revisions we do in this film, like that line is staying in this film. So it's just Ryan Cougar surprise, like they kept it and said they loved it. Yeah, I get it. And yeah, if you're in a theater, especially for the first time, shit dope. You know, 
they knew that bondage was better than uh or uh, death was better than bondage. But with time and more watches, it's like that's a little fake deep. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, they're like, not your ancestors. Nah, that is not your. You are not the progeny of those people. You know what? You know what? I think you was talking about the slaves in general, like just that yeah. came over. You know what line was better than all that? What's up? Hell of a move. <laughs> I love that part, bro. I wait for that part because like, it's when you realize like it's over. Like he, yeah, he got me. I did all this. I ki- look at my body. I killed all these motherfuckers to get to you, and you just mm-hmm. hit me. Yeah, that nigga said, "Nice move, hell of a move." Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you can do is pay your respect. Yeah, so, I got two more. You cannot let your father's actions define your life. You decide. You get to decide what kind of king you want to be. And uh, one of my favorites, especially in the, this, might have been the hardest I laughed when I was watching it the first time. Are you done? Are you because they had that super cheesy superhero moment where everybody's talking, yeah, you just yeah, having yeah, yeah. Are you done? Are you done? Yeah. Are, are, are you done? Hey. Like, yeah, I love that. I love that nigga. Yeah, 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 dog. No, Baco legend, man. Straight up, straight up. I'm glad that he's going to be in the second one. You like, couldn't make it without him. You tell me there's no T'Challa. You got to have Baco in there. Yeah, yeah. Without question, without question. Um, let's see. Scene stealer, Rachel, who you got? Ooh. I know who she got. I've said it <laughs> 10,000 times. Mm-hmm. Winston Duke as mm-hmm. Mbaku, mm-hmm. he is just a force. Um, and then it's, I know acting is acting, but like his regular voice, I mean, he sound like me, low key. Um, so <laughs> he is not in his real quote unquote like demeanor, it is not this big, swaggy ass, boisterous of a man. So, like, what a performance! Mm-hmm. I'm here I think for that was it. my first time seeing him, too. Yeah, I don't think I saw him before Black Panther, and he just stood off, he shot off screen like easily. Yeah. Um, yes. I think that's my scene stealer as well. I went back and forth between Winston Duke as Mbaku, um, Claw, and Okoye. Oh, okay. three. Those those are the three. Um, Andy Circus is uh, Okoye and uh, or excuse me, as Claw, and then um, Denai Guerrero. Yeah, as uh, Okoye, and I ended up on Winston. Just watching it again, he just every single scene because they were in the movie a lot more. Um, and right. I, you know, they were still qualified as scene stealers, but. Literally every scene that Winston Duke was in, you you were glued to him. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. had. Um, I think you got clawed, don't you? Yeah, I got clawed. I figured. <laughs> no, 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 no. And he did his thing too. So Winston mm-hmm. Duke is man. That's that's crazy too because it reminds me of a uh, what's our boy from uh, Atlanta, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Brian man. Tyree Henry. He'd be different he, yeah. than Paper He boy. broke my heart, man. Mm-hmm. I heard that man talking. Was lost. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. I won't even get into that right now. But uh, things that bother you. Anybody have anything that bothers them about the film? That boy was sounding like Winston Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all my Boondock fans out there. <laughs> um, I have written down so many times that Wakabi was such a sucker. Like, what is this show, nigga? Like, now I'm looking at Okoye sideways. Like, this the nigga that you chose? Because... He's a clown. I'd have loved a little bit more Wakabi's story or, or like get a little bit of understanding about that. Um, yeah. I, I know we understand why he turned because of the whole claw thing, but 
I had the same question, Rachel. Like, how did you they... really was ready to ride against your nigga who you done grew up with, known your whole life? I can even take surrendering after the challenge. Or I can take you riding for him when you first met him when he rolled up with Claw in the body bag. He said who he was, he won the challenge, but then Yeah. You had the opportunity to pause and reset before the final battle. And like, you know what? Why am I about to send my men to kill this man who I've known my whole life? Mm-hmm. You are a fuck nigga. I do not fuck with you. And I, maybe this is why I don't like Daniel Kaluuya. Like, I mean, he's done and said several questionable things after the fact. But like, you're not a nigga's nigga. And now I don't fuck with you. And so I got to see, and I know that he's not in Black Panther 2, but mm-hmm. I would have loved to see Okoye, how do you reconcile this nigga? Because as far as I'm concerned, it's some trees in this motherfuckers in here. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a lot of treason going on. <laughs> you definitely need to, um, even the fact that, um, how do you kill Zuri and not have any repercussions? Right. Like, you know Come what I mean? On. In the middle of a challenge, like there's got to be more to it. So I, I I get what you're saying. Um, you have anything to bother you? Nah, I didn't have anything down. Like for what it was, I I, I do agree with what you said. Um, but I didn't write it down because I guess you need a character like that. Um, yeah, everybody got one. Um, I feel the only thing that I will say, and I and I don't know if this is, y'all will help me with this. If this just being nitpickish, um, the scene where um Everett, the FBI agent, gets shot. Or her, the he CIA, jumps yeah, in front. Yeah. The CIA, yeah, yeah. he jumps in front. Like, who was those other people that was there? They didn't know anything. As like, far as them just taking him. Like, I don't know. It's just oh no, I just like, think that I, I think he, there was more that happened that we didn't see. Yeah, um, but just come with it. We'll take him. Like, and that was just cool. Like, I don't know. I think it was one of those situations. Like, yo, this man just got shot in his back, and excuse me, got shot in his back. So. His best chance of survival is with us. I think there was probably some pushback. That conversation was probably off screen, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, cultural moments. I didn't have anything to bother me either. Like I said, um, cultural moments, the whole movie. The whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Much. Um, any actors from the wire? Finally, we get one. Michael <laughs> Play Wallace. Shout yes. out to MBJ, man. Um, mm-hmm. so we had did have an actor from the wire. Did y'all listen to the soundtrack? Yeah. When it came out. Soundtrack when it came out, yeah. Soundtrack great, man. Kendrick. Yeah. First soundtrack him and Top did like mm-hmm. really good soundtrack, very solid. I'm upset they ain't coming back for this next one. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Because what you think know, of that Rihanna? Song? I love that re song. She loves it. She Lift sings. Up. She sings it every day. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell y'all like I told Rachel off a uh, off camera off the off air. Um, if Tim's wrote it, have Tim sing it. I think I would have loved to hear Tim sing this over Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Especially if you Rihanna, you ain't dropping no music in a minute. Like this ain't especially because she ain't dropping no album. She got the Super Bowl performance. All that she already said she ain't dropping no album. So this all was just to get y'all hype. It worked. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, you you need a singer. Singer. It's a memorialization. We we're memorializing T'Challa. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that's gonna be on key and on pitch. And can emote the significance and the severity of the moment. 
Like, that's what I was looking for. People kept saying on the Bird app, like, oh, yeah, I wanted a twerk anthem. No, I understand what the song is. I just want somebody that can sing it to sing it. That's all. Once again, Tim's would have been perfect. She wrote it, mm -hmm. Savage sing it, the whole nine. But, you know. Hell, and she African. Shit. Straight up. Honestly. Um, wouldn't let that happen to me. Anything? I didn't write anything down just for the simple fact that this is a as much as we love this, yeah. it is a comic book movie. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it's a superhero movie. So a lot of this was just, you know, following what happened. But um, I got a little trivia and then we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, we already talked about the coastal language. Um, Black Panther, the character Black Panther was created in July of 1966, two months prior to the founding of the Black Panthers. So obviously when it's the comics first came out, a lot of people were turned off on it because they thought it was associated with the Black Panther Party. So they tried to change the name to the Black Leopard and that just didn't stick. So they ended up back to the Black Panther. Um, and obviously it's still here to this day, but I thought that was very interesting. I know a lot of people think like, was this inspired by the Black Panthers? Not, nah, but it was actually a two month difference between when this character dropped and when that part the party was started. Wow. Um, Michael B. Jordan entered production late. Um, intentionally and kept his distance intentionally mm. from the rest of the cast because his character was he wanted it to be I don't want to be too buddy buddy with everybody so I can get my best performance on screen um, I think that might have we talked about is this his best performance I think that played a lot into it and he talked about yeah. therapy afterwards to get back to himself he was really isolated and wrapped up in this character um, and a lot of actors talk about that like sometimes you get so deep that you kind of lose track of who you are as an individual um, so he talked about the therapy journey and things like that. Rachel, you funny as fuck. Because um, I feel her. I already know what you're thinking, and I feel the same way. I'm like, all right, man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I like, mean, it was no Heath Ledger as the Joker. Right. Black man in America. We all need that. Nigga, you lived your everyday life. If you wasn't a celebrity with millions of dollars, regular nigga shit every day. The fuck is you talking about? Hey, y'all wild, man. Niggas need therapy, though, so let me stop. Right, that's all. Just say that. You just say that. I don't blame the movie. Um, I think everything else that I had, I think I pretty much tied into the rest of the episode. I think we dropped little nuggets here and there about a lot of the trivia that I had. You got anything, school? Um, did you talk about the name, the Wakanda, where it came from? No. Okay, the name Wakanda comes from the Wakamba tribe of Kenya, also known mm -hmm. as the Kamba. Kamba. Yeah, the combo. So okay, that's where it I came from. I didn't know Kenya. That. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, buddy. All right. Well, shout out to Coogler, man. Shout out to Coogler, man. Shout out to this cast. Shout out to this film. It is, like I said, for something as someone who has watched every single Marvel thing, uh, film, the the shows on Disney Plus. Like I said, I even watched the animated series, uh, the What If. Like I'm I'm a Marvel fan. I grew up really reading DC comics more than mm -hmm. anything, um, but Marvel, as far as this MCU, kind of got it going. Um, I'll never forget 2008 when you had Dark Knight, which is obviously DC and Iron Man come out. This kind of really shapes the next 10 to 15 years of superhero movies. And if we look at where we are in 2022, those are the highest grossing movies. Like It's not mm -hmm. your Jurassic Park, so we don't have those Titanic. Yeah. That's what people are going out for, and that's why they keep making them. Um, Matt and Fast and Furious. So, um, and if you told me in 2008 that D 
DC wouldn't be up to par. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. 2008, you you would smack somebody like get the fuck. Out we of grew here. up with D. We grew up on Michael Keaton Batman mm-hmm. and things like that. And that's just, you know, I know we had the conversation earlier about recasting, you know, T'Challa, but we you know we grew up with, you know, having Michael Keaton and having Val Kilmer and then having George Clooney mm-hmm. and all that. But it, this one's different. Um, but yeah. It, Fresh. It felt like it was made for us. And when you have a multi-billion-dollar um, franchise like the MCU, for them to just put trust in Coogler to put his touch on it, and he didn't try to MCU. He just said, "This is a black film with these mm-hmm. black heroes that already exist. Yep. Here y'all go." And I think that's why it resonates so much with yes, a lot of us. Um, and I love it, man. I really love this film. I, I just can't say too many good. I can't say enough good things about it. And I appreciated what it did for the culture. Yeah. What's up, yeah. Rachel? That's exactly what I was about to say. I love how little black boys um, and girls felt after seeing this movie. Like all those pictures of them in their little costumes and the cameos and pop-ups from impersonators and people in costumes just being there and showing up. I love how little black kids felt after seeing Black Panther. Like yes. top tier feeling. Without question, I love that I was, I was brought back to being a little black kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, mm-hmm. I can only imagine how they felt. Um, and and shout out to what you was talking about with Coogler. And I really felt like Coogler came with this script and came to MCU and said, "What? Give me the marks that need to be hit in this story, and that's all I need." And he. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'll take care of everything else. I'll take care of everything else. Yeah. And he did. It was it was great. Um, I think it's a I think it's definitely a if you don't count like the end game and stuff like that, like some of the bigger Avengers movies and stuff like that, it's easily yeah. top five, probably top three Marvel movies for me. Yeah. Um it's a lot of good ones, but that I enjoy. But Black Panther just it means the most to me easily. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My best film, but it means the most to me without question, not even close. Should I go and watch all of these? Marvel yeah. movies. I have to uh, rush into it. Like I said, T'Challa only is in four movies. He's in mm-hmm. obviously Black Panther. He's in Civil Captain America: Civil War. He's in, he's in Infinity War and um, Endgame. It is something that I think that you would enjoy, um, but do it when you have your own time to do yeah. it. Like don't sit there and try to rush it because there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff they yeah. put out since 2008, and there's some movies that just aren't as good. Thor: Dark World. Mm-hmm. It's not really a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you watch him in order, it's one of those things like, all right, like yeah. when, when we, I can see Rachel right now at the crib trying to get through Incredible Hulk and just saying, when T'Challa and them show back yeah. up? Yeah. That would very much be me. Random fact, I went on like one of my first dates to go see the Incredible Hulk back in the day. Like the one that came on like 03. Hold on, the, the Eric Bana Incredible Hulk or the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk? The one oh, that came out in like 03. I don't know. <laughs> The second one came out in 2008 after Iron Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was back in the day. Yeah, I think you would like all the Iron Man. Anything with Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, you would like because he's, okay. yeah, he, that's, he, he the man. Um, and this is the only, I don't know if I said this too, this is the only, this is the only MCU movie that hit a billion dollars that didn't have Tony Stark in it. Mm, hmm. That makes sense though. So, you know, just want to shout that out. Um, too high, too low, just right. 7.3. Mm. Is what the average rate that's is. That's low. What you that's got? What you got? It I as? think that's too low. I'm giving it a nine, nine point mm. five. Ooh, you say nine point five? Yeah. Oh, okay, I got it at eight. 
I had it at eight. Um, and culturally, yeah, nine point five. Mm-hmm. If I'm just looking at it from a, a movie standpoint, I'll give it an eight. Seven point three is definitely too low, especially when I saw some of the other movies that they had ranked higher. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hell no, nah, there's no way Doctor Strange is better than Black Panther. Like, yeah. and I like Doctor. Facts, because I was mm-hmm. reading a lot of reviews, not like critic reviews, user reviews. Yeah, mm-hmm. going that go into mm-hmm. that man. That's just where we are in the world. But Facts. keep hating. Ninth, ninth highest uh, rating film, or not rated, but grossing film of all time. And we about to hit it again because it's Friday. Yeah. About to spend this dollar again. Please That's go it. out and support. That was part of the reason we wanted to do a ticket giveaway. Yes. We want to make sure we support these films. There's a lot of good black films coming out, but yes. um. With the with the, our fallen brother Chadwick and what this means to that cast to us as a community, um, it's just real important that everybody goes out opening weekend, yeah, um, and check this film out. If you have time, if you have resources, go do it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. I would really love to see this hit a Billy again. Um, I love to see the cast get their recognition, Cougar get their recognition. Yes. I mean, for the world, just to know, man, like we don't care about none of that. It ain't stopping us. Um, nah. So we're kind of forever out this week. <laughs> shout yes. out to, shout out to y'all um school rachel thank y'all as always um listeners thank y'all as yes. always we really appreciate this like you don't understand how much fun we just have just talking shit about movies yes um and man like i just for if i can go back to 2018 for that weekend man what a time what a time and this is this these are this is why we love film Yes, this now, is why moments like this. Before we head out, I want to say this too. If you have time, look up Chadwick surprising people. I believe it was on the um not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon show. He was surprising people. They were uh just look it up, man. I think it, it was, was Kimmel. You talking was, about when the when they were talking about how the movie and then he popped yes, out? Yeah, that was Jimmy yes. Kimmel. Oh my god, look goodness. it up on YouTube. Look it was that cool. up on YouTube, bro. You'll see. And it goes to what Rachel said at the beginning of the episode, how everybody who worked with him just had so much respect for him. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can see why in clips like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's sometimes people you're just drawn to. Yeah. And they yeah. just it factor. And he mm-hmm. was just one of them people, man, that just, um, obviously, we don't know him personally, but you can just tell he made the world better. The world yeah. was better with him in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, man, just such a such a tragic loss. But um, go to the doctor, too. Y'all, yeah, get, check it out. Get checked out, um, all that stuff, man. So, um, disease is unfortunately like real, and we just gotta make sure we take care of ourselves. Obviously, you can't do anything about something like that, but let's take all our uh, the measures we can. But man, Chad, we would miss you, yes. um, forever. Our king, king to child, forever. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we'll do more Chad with movies and, and we'll do an episode on them, but yes, Black Panther out this weekend, classic. Thank y'all for tuning in with us. Um, that's pretty much all I got. Y'all be cool how y'all be cool. Peace, Peace out. And cut, guys. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> oh, snap.